Hey guys, this is Caleb Hickson, the college director here at the Paradox Church. Welcome to the Paradox College podcast. Today, I'm joined by Haley Bowden, and we are going to talk about Bible intake. All right, guys, welcome. I am joined in studio by my good friend Haley Bowden. Haley's our preschool director here at the Paradox. And what else do you do, Haley? All the things, yeah. I feel like that really took you off guard. I know. <laughs> I couldn't even list all the things. Yeah, preschool directing is the main thing. Gym assistanting is yeah. the other thing. Beating James in ping pong Ooh, is the other thing. That's a really important one to yeah. make sure to list. Yeah. For all the college students out here who are listening, we have a ping pong table in our office, and Haley regularly and consistently beats James in ping pong. Yeah. So James, if you're listening, sorry. Um, Haley, I'm, I'm super glad that you're getting able to jump on our podcast because uh, you are a TCU graduate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you graduated, what is it, a year and a half ago? 2018, almost two years ago. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah. Two, years, uh, two years ago in May. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's coming up quick. I know, I feel old. Somebody Even was though just, I'm about to be 24, that's all. Somebody was just asking me about the city group that uh, my wife and I launched. Um, and they were like, how, how many years ago was that now? And I said, well, I don't know. Haley, it was when she was a freshman. And so it's just like, in my mind, your school experience is kind of like how I gauge time. <laughs> <laughs> me too, but I didn't know that was for other people. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a weird thing. It's fine. Um, but I just remember when we first started our city group, you came your freshman year. Uh, and then ever since then, we've we've gotten to know each other better and become friends. And now you get to work here on staff. Yeah. So all because of you. Uh, well, maybe not all because I think the Lord probably had something <laughs> to do with it. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Uh, so today we're going to talk about Bible intake. Uh, hey, Hebo, why is that uh, something that we we need to be talking about in this time? I think it's something that can be overlooked in some ways. People hmm. know, like we as Christians, as followers of Jesus, should read the Bible. Sure. Um, and I think sometimes in our structured rhythms, we can that can be isolated for us. Like mm-hmm. we can wake up and do it in the morning or do it right before we go to bed at night, and it can be just one of the other things on our to-do list. Mm-hmm. But I think now, um, I don't know, our structures and rhythms look really differently. And yeah. so naturally that's going to change the way that we spend our time. And I think it would be really easy for Bible intake to get lost in the shuffle of that too. Sure. In a season of slowness, um, it would be easy to almost have this posture of taking a break from some of the, I guess, rigidity around the yeah. structure of how we approach reading the Bible. And so I think um, with that being the temptation to have like a flippancy about it, we need to almost err on the other extreme and be more structured about our time in scripture. So in, in a sense too, because uh, for the students who are killing it in the semester, like they've got their quiet times in the mornings, like everything's good. They've got the rhythms now that they've uh, kind of gone into spring break and come out of it the other side and their rhythms are different. They're back home or even if they're, if they're back at their apartments here in Fort Worth, it's just, everything is different now. Right. Um, so, so that just kind of throws a wrench into everybody's system. It's a lot easier for your your, your reading of the word to, to kind of get lost in the shuffle as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I, I feel very similarly like to whenever uh, students graduate. Was that, was that something that you ever struggled with after you graduated was just like now trying to get into new rhythms, new normals in, in your, your yeah, Bible intake? Yeah, 100%. I feel like even now, um, I feel like the last two years have had a, so much change for mm-hmm. me. Um, this feels like the first season that I'm able to settle into an actual rhythm. And yeah. so 
um, yeah, I feel like the last two years as a whole have been a learning curve in my rhythms, what's healthy, what's not, um, what structures work for me, what Mm -hmm. don't. Um, And I think that, yeah, it's huge to know what healthy rhythms are facilitating like a posture of worship throughout the entire part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it would be so easy to not realize because, because when we, something happens when we are transported out of our normal rhythms and we go home for a week or we go home for the summer where all of a sudden we, we, it's so easy to slide back into how we lived when we were living at Mm -hmm. home, whether that be in high school or whatever, that, that we just, uh, for, for whatever reason, we may lose some of those disciplines that that we had when we were in school, and so for our students uh, who are who are in the middle of this coronavirus displacement, mm-hmm. uh, I think it is imperative that we not overlook the, the the very basics of our faith of of how we need Jesus every day, right? And, and how uh, how we need to commune with Him through prayer and through His Word on a daily basis. One hundred percent, and I think even now, in one sense begging the Lord to heal people of coronavirus, to change Mm. the way they are. We do recognize that we need him, but also, especially for students, um, the performance and accomplishment mentality is take, that's part of the change too. Like there's nothing before them to do really, like all of their organizations have been shut down. And, um, and so I think that there can be this independence mindset that has set in of all I have to do is sleep in and maybe like do a few things throughout my day that creates a lack of neediness that might be present whenever your life is in full swing. So I think that's actually a fascinating idea to, to consider because uh, something that I'm concerned about with our students being taken out of their culture so abruptly is that now they are in a, in a position and a posture of weakness that they're not used to, hmm. to where everything has been taken from them they don't have the same control that they are able to exercise on campus. And the, the things that they once looked to for aff- affirmation is no longer there. So that, that same sense of affirmation and those structures that they had placed in their life to, to kind of look for those things have, have now gone away. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think what, what some of our students might be facing is a, a season, a moment right now in their own spiritual life where kind of this this sense of identity, even if they hadn't meant to put their hope and identity in something, mm-hmm. they're now being exposed that that's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be really natural to question, like, who am I Yeah, right now? Because who are we apart from what we do? That's the lie that we believe, right? Absolutely. Like, who are we apart from what we do? And there's not much to do. Absolutely. And and then for, for us as a church, for me as a college minister, to, to come in and then say, hey, look, this is an opportunity for you to go and share the gospel. Maybe you might be sitting here thinking... Yeah, but I, I don't feel it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm struggling. And then all of a sudden you begin to get in that cycle of shame and guilt and doubt. And then it's hard to get out of that. And that's why I think this is so incredibly important that we now talk about reading the Bible. It's not that nobody, it's not that this is anything new. It's mm-hmm. not like this is some sort of uh, amazing new strategy. Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to read the Bible, really? Mm-hmm. Like we all know it, but sometimes we forget that that when we are taken out of the, the the culture that says, here, you are this, we forget that that our true identity is in Jesus, and we need to press even more so into that in these times. 
right. where, where we don't know necessarily if we are loved because we haven't, we're not getting those, those affirmations on a daily basis. Right. We've got to then put more of our hope in what the Bible says about us, what scripture says and calls us to. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to talk a little bit about how to to read the Bible, maybe even some um, some opportunities in this season for you if you uh, if you have a lot more free time on your schedule of how you can actually utilize this for more Bible intake than than what you might have been able to do previously. Because again, this is not a rule to 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 add to your list of things to do, but this is actually something that's going to lead you into more joy. Right, and I think on that note of it's not adding to something to do. I think because we look at reading scripture as something on our to-do list, Mm -hmm. when our life slows down around us, we can have a posture of, we deserve a break from this task, so to speak. So I think that, um, yeah, I don't know for what that's worth. I think that it's easy to have like a a mindset of deserving rest and scripture reading goes into that category of deserving rest too. Yes, absolutely. So Haley, you had a really good idea about um, just some of the rhythms of reading throughout your day instead of just simply it being a one and done in the morning when you have your quiet time. Like, absolutely, that's good. But talk a little bit about about your thought there. Yeah, I was just thinking and even thinking through this for myself in this season too. um, I think that this is we've been talking a lot about like the opportunities before us because of everything that's happening with the coronavirus. And so one of the opportunities is that in the downtime that we have, we have so much more time to read scripture all throughout the day. And so I was just thinking about um, waking up and reading first thing in the morning, like is typical for a lot of people. And then even beyond that thinking, what would it look like to midday have a rhythm of where you're also reading scripture and then as you're going to bed or winding down um, or even at dinner time before or after dinner time what would it look like to read scripture then too like open our bibles way more frequently than we ever have before throughout the day because we have the margin to do that and i was just thinking about um in psalm 1 where it talks about meditating on um the law of the lord day and night and delighting in the law of the lord like that is what i would hope for all of our people and especially our students to look back at this season where their whole life shut down around them and come out of it on the other side and say, I delighted in the law of the Lord. Like I learned what that meant for the first time and, um, to treasure scripture, to treasure the words of Jesus. Um, and I think that comes with more frequency, like Mm -hmm. being in scripture more. Yeah. Yeah. Let me actually just read Psalm one, the first couple verses, because I think it's, it's so good. Uh, Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Mm -hmm. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, Mm -hmm. and its leaf does not wither. In all that it does, he prospers. Mm. I mean, this is is what I I think is so so imperative for us to hear is that that when we meditate on the law of the Lord, we are like that tree that's planted by the stream. We are we are rooting ourselves to the the source of our satisfaction, mm-hmm. to the source of our affirmation. 
we, we begin to, to hear the voice of God more clearly, louder than the rest of our culture. Mm-hmm. We get to, to do that. And I think now in this, in this time where we, we have the unstructured schedules is that perfect opportunity to be able to practice some of those rhythms that we just maybe practically couldn't, even if you, know, even if you can do it. We all have the Bible on our phones. We could, we could do these things. Maybe we're just in, in that mode of go, go, go when we're in school. But now that we've, like our schedules have come to almost a screeching halt, I think that it's so, so healthy for us to consider what does it not just look like to read our Bibles in the morning, but how can we actually saturate our day with, with the Word of God? Right, yeah. I think, that, I think that's just like an incredible, incredible opportunity. Um, so Haley, let's, let's talk through just uh, for a couple minutes the CBR Journal that we've, we've uh, resourced with our people. Uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with the CBR Journal, it's the Community Bible Reading Journal, and we have these available, or I suppose we had these available on Sunday mornings yeah. for people to buy. Uh, perhaps you've gotten them uh, in your discipleship groups or your city groups. Can um, we mail them? Someone we can was? absolutely mail them. Yeah. yeah. If, if you don't have a CBR journal, I would love to send you one. Uh, please send us a DM, email me, however you can get in touch with myself. Uh, you Let me know, and I will, I will send you as many CBR journals as you want. Uh, Haley, Haley, walk us through some of these steps on the CBR journal. Yes. Um, So the first step that the CBR Journal recommends as you start out your time in Scripture, and disclaimer, I want to say that these aren't, this is just a recommended structure for the way that you read Scripture. It's not, um, there's no magic about it, and it's not better than any other way of reading Scripture. I just Mm -hmm. think it's helpful um, as we sit down to engage with the Word of God. It's helpful to have um, guidelines. And so um, I think that sometimes I just say that because even for me, my mind can go to legalism in a sense of yeah. like how well I engage with these steps determines how well I engage with scripture and commune with God. And that's just not true. So um, but anyways, so the first step is surrendering through prayer. And so there's a few lines in the journal for you to write this. Often I will sit and pray before I write anything. Um, and I see this as like quieting my heart before mm-hmm. the Lord asking the spirit to illuminate scripture, just yeah. to the posture of neediness that yeah. we were talking about. Like we, we can't understand and comprehend the word of God apart from God. And For so, sure. um, and this is a great time to, to also practice some of that silence and, and solitude that we talked about in last week's podcast. Um, uh, and instead of viewing this as a, a thing to just get through, taking the, these times and working them into those rhythms, looking for opportunities to, to not just, okay, I got three lines to, to write out my prayer of surrender. I wrote it, I filled it up, now I move on to the next one, but actually stopping, like you're saying, and, and taking the time to pray and then just jotting down a summary of, of maybe what that was like in mm-hmm. those lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then the second step after the surrender piece is to listen to the scriptures. And so listen to the scriptures means the same thing as read the scriptures. Yeah. And so listen to what the Lord is teaching you, what the scriptures have for you um, on the daily passage. And for this, just a practical thing, I would recommend reading it through multiple times. So whether that be two or even four sometimes, I think actually taking time to read it multiple times. I think you catch different things different time. I think the, with slowness in engaging with the scriptures, there's more to pick up there than just reading it through quickly yeah. as a step in the journal. Yeah, and, and if you're following along with the Paradox 365 reading plan, um, you'll see that there's a, a passage of scripture, um, maybe a couple of chapters, and then there's always going to be a psalm as well. 
Um, and, and it's not to say this is wrong to do, but if you were to just read all of that, read the passages of Scripture and then the psalm, it, it could be hard to, to really pull out the things you need to pull out. And so I love that idea of just breaking those up, reading, uh, like um, this morning we were in Joshua, reading those those passages of Joshua and then stopping journaling your, your thoughts from that, going through the the acts, the adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication, and then going into Psalms and doing the same process. Because again, this is not just something for us to to, to move through as fast as possible, but you, you want to use this as a guideline to really slowly uh, commune with God through his word. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that happens when you're actually um, intentionally engaging with the text. So and then the next step after you are listening to the scriptures, digesting them, is to, in the journal, it's listed as pray through your pen. And so Caleb just mentioned it, but adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. So each of those are four different categories that can help guide your prayers as you respond to the text. So something in my own personal experience with using the CBR journal that I've loved is the way that I engage with God, especially in the mornings when I'm opening up the Bible, has been a lot less um, emotionally motivated, and it's been a direct response to Scripture, which yeah. has been really fruitful for me. Not that prayers can't be emotional or God doesn't care about our emotions, but um, instead of first taking all of the feelings to the Lord, I'm directly responding to um what is ultimate and authoritative and true, and that has just been something really fruitful for me. That's awesome. I love that. And then the the last section being prepare for gospel community. Yeah. So here in the journal, there's just two lines to jot down. Um, the question says, how has God impacted you the most through today's passages? And so um, I think that that's a really helpful, like, exclamation point in a mm -hmm. sense on your time with the Lord because it keeps it not just inward focused, and it also helps you in a sense, summarize, like, what has the Lord taught you? What was that time like for you? And so um, I think that has been really helpful for, especially as we're all reading the same thing, as we engage with our communities, it's easy to um, engage with conversations about Scripture if, you're, if your brain's already primed to think, like, how is this going to go forth beyond just myself? Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So really, it's one of those deals where, guys, I think if, if you're using the CBR journal or if you're using some other journal, if you're if you're getting into the Word at all, like this is going to be a benefit for you. I think the CBR journal allows for it to be a very easily accessible thing to do. Uh, it's, it's something that uh, kind of helps give and provide that structure to your quiet time that, that, may, that perhaps has been lacking to allow for then uh, you to to commune with the Lord and in just a really tangible way. And so I highly encourage y'all to uh, look into the CBR journal, let me know if you need one, uh, and then to to begin to use those if you can, because we need more of Jesus in these uh, weeks, months, however long this thing goes. Uh, we my, my hope would be that uh, these times of social distancing and uh, staying at home more is actually going to lead to a more fruitful uh, spiritual walk with the Lord, because mm -hmm. now instead of uh, busying yourself with things to do, you genuinely can't. You don't have the opportunity to do it. And so what you could do is you could just turn and busy yourself with anything and everything else in your home that you can do. But the hope is that we can then be able to uh, cultivate some of these disciplines so that our, like, like we're talking about in Psalms 1, so that we are rooted by the streams of water of life, mm -hmm. that, that we are led into a deeper, more more joyful relationship with the Lord. 
And one of those things that will also do that, one of those things that will allow for God's word to be on your mind, to, for you to be considering and thinking through a scripture uh, more than just when you open up the Bible, more than just when you open up your CBR journal is memorizing scripture. Haley, do you want to talk a little bit about memorizing scripture? Yeah, memorizing scripture is hard. How's it been for you? <laughs> it's been um, it's been difficult. I feel like it is just a totally new muscle that I've been mm. trying to exercise and strengthen, especially over the last couple months. And to be honest, one of the hardest parts about it is I just forget to do it. Right. And so I've been in a discipleship group and we meet every Tuesday morning and I often find myself on Monday nights just being like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I forgot to review this this yeah. week um, just because it's not part of our natural rhythms, yeah. right? So yeah. I would hope that this time of slowness would allow scripture memory to be a part of the natural rhythm. And so we are like hiding the words of God in our heart. Um, but I think it also, the, the verses that I have memorized has been really fun for them to surface in different parts of my days or in my prayers. And it's almost one of those things that blindsides you. Like you've been memorizing scripture, you've been communing with God and marinating over his words. And then all of a sudden it starts to become a second language to you, yeah. um, which, which has been really sweet. So it's been hard, but it's a worthy fight. I think we all know that. It's yeah, a worthy fight. Um, absolutely. But it's been fun to engage in that, yeah. Yeah, scripture memory is one of those things where there are a million different strategies you can implore. Um, and, and, and I'm happy to, to offer up some strategies. I think it's more of just trying to find what works for you. Mm -hmm. But the the ultimate goal in scripture memory is so that your, your mind, your life, you as a person would be formed and shaped into the image of God. And the, the way that we do that is by allowing for our mind to be constantly on him. Mm -hmm. the, the, the reason why we sin is not because we are just these... Um, these rational, objective beings that didn't go out and decide to make a bad choice is because we've allowed for our hearts to be captured by other things because our mind goes from God onto something else. And, and so one way that we get to fight that, one way that we get to fight against being shaped and formed by the, the culture and the world is by fixing our mind on Jesus, fixing our mind on the Bible and allowing for that to, I, I love what you said, to marinate in our mind, mm -hmm. to, to almost view our brains as a tea bag, and we get to steep it in scripture, letting it soak in. And and I think uh, scripture memory is, is one of the most helpful ways to do that. Something, and I don't know if you have any practical um, advice or strategies for, for students, but something that I love to do w for me uh, with memorizing scripture is I, I will write whatever passage I'm trying to memorize on my wrist mm. because I, I, I don't, I'm not used to having something there. Yeah. <laughs> and so then when I see it, I'm like, oh, oh gosh, what is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's this, this passage. And so then it reminds me, okay, like practice that, say that. And, and it's just putting it in different places that are going to catch me and, and make me look at it and think, what is that? Oh, that's the passage I'm, I'm memorizing this week. Now, let me say that. Are there any other ways you, you, you've put in your life? Yeah, I think um, something along those lines. Well, I don't know. It might be the opposite. I think sometimes <laughs> we think like, oh, I'll just be reminded of it here and there and here right. and there. And I think just like anything, we have to commit intentional time to it. Yeah. So um, as part of my quiet time or as part of like my routine before I go to bed at night, one thing that's been really helpful for me on the weeks that I have felt more successful at it is actually taking like 20 minutes and being like, this is my time to memorize scripture. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to write it down and I'm going to like do all the practical strategies within those 20 minutes. But 
um, having less of a passive approach of like, oh, whenever I think about it or yeah. whenever I look at this one thing that's reminding me, um, it's like you wouldn't hope that your notes for a test, you know, like were lying around and you were reminded to study them, but exactly. you like spend time studying exactly. for class. So I think it's the same thing. Um, and then the last thing I would say on that would be doing it in the context of community, like yeah. anything we do in life has yeah. been really helpful because I know that every Tuesday morning we're going to, we literally go around the table in my discipleship group and like say it out loud. And mm -hmm. so instead of that being a thing that makes me feel guilty or bad if I don't do it, it's just been really helpful to know, like I have a checkpoint every se seven days of what scripture I'm memorizing and um, I get to say it out loud and we get to like engage in that together. Yeah. Yeah. So let me, I mean, because you, you uh, said something that, that kind of made me think I, I want to dispel a lie and a rumor real quick is that if you think that you are bad at memorizing scripture, you are not. That is a lie that you have believed, the lie that says, oh, I'm just not good at memorizing scripture. Because I could, if I, and I don't know who you are who's thinking that right now, but if you were to say that, you, we could look at your life and there is a dozen things in your life that you do that you memorize. Right. There's a dozen things. You, you study for tests all the time. You are intentional about these. It's not that you can't, it's that you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And those two things are different because I think when we can be able to identify that it's not that, oh, I'm not good at it. Here's my excuse why I don't. But rather we recognize, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Then we're able to kind of work through the heart level issues of why we don't. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, let us know what your thoughts and feedback are. Again, remember we are doing the live stream this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. We would love for you all to unite together across America watching the live stream together as one body, as one church. Uh, thank you, Haley, for joining me. Thank you guys for listening and I uh, hope to see you again soon. Yeah. The kingdom coming in, coming in So can we come